podcast of Fender Bender Magazine, helping collision repair shop owners make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Fender Bender editor Todd Quartermeyer. In this episode, I'm joined by Fender Bender columnist Drew Bryant to discuss his May column. Drew writes that referring to your employees as team members is more than just a subtle shift in language. It's a whole new way of thinking and helps ensure you're taking the entire team into consideration and making decisions. And now, here's our conversation. Hello, everyone. Chatting here with Fender Bender columnist Drew Bryant, discussing his uh, May column entitled uh, Team Members, Not Employees. Uh, Drew, I'll start just off the top. You know, I think we're talking about um, certainly a, a change in language here, but something a lot more than that. It's it's really more about a mindset, correct? Most definitely. Um, mindset and, and how you view your overall uh, operation. I think that this is something that, uh, you know, I took the time to to touch on this month uh, simply because I, I I witness it being abused in, in far too many cases around me. And I, I can only imagine how many other times it's being underestimated across the country. And so we touched on some of these related topics in our last episode, um, but you know, it really comes down to having a, a culture that values uh, creativity, input, dedication, um, accountability. Um, could you just speak to, you know, how those, you know, and this is kind of what we're talking about, like how you're going to address your employees, how you're thinking of them. That all goes back to that culture of respect. Absolutely. Um, and I, 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 I'm hoping that the the trend here is kind of the overlap between these columns. You're starting to witness that um, implementing, you know, real solid standard operating procedures that become foundational over time has very little to do with the actual processes that you develop and more about the people that are implementing them and that have created them. The more buy, the more buy-in that we're going to be able to get from our team long-term um, is going to literally define the success of whatever the process that you've developed. And the more respect that that team have for indiv- individuals amongst the team for each other, um, it, it really is just going to speak dividends. So, you know, it, as a culture within the company from the top down, if everyone is referenced as employees, then that's just the way it becomes. But um, very specifically, you know, selecting the words of a team member. And if you notice in all of all of the columns, and even when I even when I talk, you'll never hear me reference an, to an employee. It's always a team member. And they and when you really boil back, it's truthfully what they are. They're they are all members of a team and, and they're all they're all rowing the same boat sometimes not always in the same direction that although is ideal and that's what we're after um, but it does require uh, far more than just us as owners to motivate these people it really requires a sense of uh, of pride and buy-in amongst them all to know that we're in this together and we're gonna we're gonna you know either either uh, win or lose together essentially yeah, and when you're talking about a team, you know, a lot of these reasons for new processes will come from individual team members and everybody needs to feel empowered to, you know, put something forth. And you talk about how it's important for the team to feel like, you know, they're the ones that are driving the change, not something that's being imposed upon them. Absolutely. Yeah. The influence that um, the different uh, team members are going to bring is, is it's really satisfying to watch when you can do it in a, in a structured environment to where it's consistent enough. And they they know that they're going to be required to you know bring something to the table the following week to focus on and and then we can move forward with um, you know developing a solution around something that we've been uh, you know maybe up, you know up against whether it's short pays and how we're going to set expectation with the customers whatever the specifics are within your day to day there's a lot of power 
They're right in front of you. You just got to be able to challenge it. And and what one person is going to bring to the table could be completely opposite of another. Um, and and it might not be the right time for an aggressive approach. And you might need something a little softer. And 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 being able to ask those open uh, open ended questions and and having an open floor to where everyone has the confidence to be able to share their two cents without um, you know feeling as if they're just an employee, right? And and it's just somebody that. Um, the business isn't really going to value what they have to say anyway, because it's not going to matter. And I think at some point, I know personally, but I think at some point we all have entered into, a, you know, hopefully some sort of position or job where we say, well, I don't know why I'm even bothering, right? It's not going to matter. Regardless of what I say, they're going to go and do X. Um, and I think it's our responsibility as, as owners to make sure that that's not the environment that we're endorsing or, or creating, whether intentionally or unintentionally. So how do you kind of get the ball rolling on that process? You know, there might be listeners out there who have some really skilled, you know, team members, but just maybe aren't, uh, don't feel empowered to really kind of be invested like that. You know, how, how do you kind of start doing that? Beginning phases are going to be the hurdles hurdles within your store. I think that you should focus strongly on personalities and see who, who it is that you have working under under your roof. Um, if you haven't taken personalities amongst your team, I know you hear me say it time and time again, um, month after month, you know, that's a baseline. And that's, that's the reason why it's so redundant is because, um, it's, it's, it's almost in my opinion, impossible to lead a team of people that you don't know who you're leading. You have to understand how they, how they like to receive con, you know, con conflicting information, how they handle conflict, um, how they like to be communicated to what, you know. What are their what are their attributes under uh, high levels of stress? You know, how do they react to a slow paced environment versus a busy environment? All of these things can really be defined under a, a, a proper personality test. And there's all kinds of different ones. Um, and I'm hoping to, you know, here in a, in a future article, be able to speak to the one that we use uh, using the Dove test and kind of go into some specifics on it, just because I think it's a really easy one to comprehend and, and the value is great. And what happens is once everybody begins, we get back to that respect. We get back to that trust. Everyone starts to understand, okay, wait a minute. This is something that's a little bigger than me. Yes, that's exactly how I feel about that topic. And that test brought that out in me. Okay. And we all start to learn a little bit more about each other to where that, that mutual respect and that, that trust is something that isn't just said. We're not, you know, when we trust each other, we're moving forward. We begin to go, I really think that Johnny is the best one to be able to provide us some feedback on that because we know this is a strength for him, et cetera. They begin to learn their strengths and weaknesses as a team uh, and really start to work together. But in an environment where we're endorsing the fact that we're a team and we're all members of that team rather than simply employees of a business, right? And I clock in at eight and I clock out at five and I go home and try to forget about it. And then from there, it's really the consistency of continuing to do it and proving that, you know, feedback matters, you know, people's opinions matter, you know, rather than just like, okay, we're going to gather a bunch of feedback and then, you know, we're not going to do it again. It has to be something intentional that you're doing, you know, minute after minute, if not day after day, week after week. 100%. That's in, in, in my opinion, that is 100% the business. That is not the responsibilities of the members of the team. Um, the business owes the discipline to be able to have a structured schedule. And without some sort of 
routine to circle back to, you know, devoted time. If you're, if you're trying to crunch the numbers and chasing your gross sales or whatever it is, your car count for the week, whatever it is that, you know, um, you're, you're focused on, you know, we, uh, so those numbers are some of the best tools that we can use to be able to drive the business in the right direction. But uh, with those numbers, we owe the team um, realistic timeframes to be able to sit down and have intentional time to discuss these things. If we're if we are sales driven, and and you know, they're they're great metrics to judge ourselves against, and 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 we really appreciate the effort toward getting those numbers. Um, but we really judge off of the 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 results, right? We judge we judge off of what the end result of what we truly delivered, and if we're delivering. Um, less than our current metric cars, or we're or we're delivering less than what we're producing, what our less le less than what our gross sales um, efforts would be. If we circle back, it's probably because we're relying upon the 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 relationships and the individual skill set within the operation rather than the team working to implement policy and procedure. But if the business is not spending uh, and or providing a specific amount of time per week that says we are going to spend this hour devoted uninterrupted energy on simply creating an efficiency around delivering more cars, getting more bills closed, whatever the inefficiencies are within uh, these particular processes. Um, then it's same on the business. The business owes that team the, the specific time set aside to be able to, to circle back and, and, and work to implement these things. I think we hit all the prime, uh, points of this topic, but was there anything you want to add or any kind of final you know, summary um, you want to give on this topic? Yeah. You know, when I speak to asking open-ended questions and I talk, I, I talk about, uh, you know, the best, uh, the best resources that we have to be able to get these things um, traction and, and really see them, see them blossom is, is the team and, and, and asking open-ended questions, but the most power comes from when you're able to reference thing on what we do, right? What we do here is what we're going to do. And the, I know it's, I know we're playing on words and, and, and we're getting, we're getting really, really you know, kind of nitty gritty here, but it really makes a big difference. And it, and it goes back to elementary to, you know, treat people how you'd like to be treated. You know, we, we've, and most of us, we didn't, we weren't, this isn't our first job. We didn't go into a business owner and not having a job. And we know um, what it was like to work for a potential place in most cases, not all, right? Some of us have kind of grown up within the family, but even then, I, in a family environment, it's abused as well, right? So um, at the end of the day, how what is the culture, the unintentional culture within? You can say that we want to have great customer service and you can say we want to have a clean, clean work environment and the best tools and provide the highest quality, et cetera. Um, but the true meaning behind how we treat the, the definitive, how we treat our people, the action behind how we treat them um, all plays a huge role in, into the success of the business. And I think that it's just something that we just simply can't underestimate. And if you're walking around you and or, um, you know, your second in commands, your COOs, whatever, whoever it is in the administrative level of your operation, and they're referring even in uh, under private circumstance in a private office, right? When there's not in front of the rest of the team as this employee or that employee, rather than team members, I would, I would strongly suggest to take a, take a, a, a deep, long look in the mirror and look inward and, and see if, uh, uh, you know, a couple of very simple changes uh, and see if they can make an impact. What do you have to lose? Always appreciate the insight, Drew Bryant. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Todd. Thanks. <laughs>